I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. What's your favorite scary movie? Scream! <laughs> do you know they never met the dude that was doing the voice? I do know that. They did that so it would be even scarier. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of it. So today we're doing Scream the TV series. This one's going to be a little weird, a little different. We're going to watch the first episode and then the last episode of season two. Because they had like a reboot or something. They made it into an anthology. <laughs> they like halfway through the run of the series were like, this is going to be an anthology series now. So then they went with that. So we're, yeah, we're in a weird place here. They're like, this kind of sucks. Let's just redo it. Yeah. There's a lot to go over here. I have to give some background, right? On why I wanted to do this particular series. Educate the people. Uh, so Scream. If nobody knows, and if you're not my friend, you probably don't know yet, that is my favorite movie of all time. You line up any movie in the entire world, Scream is my number one. Um, I, it came out in 96. I discovered it in 97 when I was 11 years old. Um, the first time I watched it, I'll never forget, we're at my friend's house and um, we're having a sleepover and we go to the video store and we rent it. And we're watching it in the beginning. I mean, the beginning's pretty frightening, right? So she's sobbing and she goes, Mom, make her turn it off. And then her mom would not wouldn't make me turn it off. And then I was just like, I was like enthralled with it. Um, I really love horror movies, obviously. I watched Pet Cemetery when I was three years old. Um, my grandma let me watch it. So like I've always been super, super into scary and horror and everything that goes along with it. Wait, was that the grandma that just called you? It was, yeah. So I'm oh, wow. I'm three okay. years old. My parents, I do like an overnight with my grandma one night, and she's like, "Oh, I got a good movie tonight." And like, turn down the lights and put in Pet Cemetery. Um, I met the kid that was in Pet Cemetery, and we're the same age. And he goes, "I was in that movie when I was three, and I couldn't watch it." And they let you watch it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up on scary things, right? I we had an uncle who dressed up his birthday was a Halloween. He dressed as a ghost every year and used to float around the yard. And like, I was 15 before I knew it was him. That was the ghost. So we're kind of just like a creepo family. Um, so scream is my favorite, 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 favorite of all time. And I never wanted to watch this series because the thing was, when they when I knew they were making it into a TV show, I was like, okay, like that's kind of interesting. And they're gonna take the premise of Scream. You know, none of the characters are gonna be in it, of course. But then when they changed the ghost face mask and they never had the mask, I was like, what is this shit? I'm not watching this. I was like under protest. Like everyone that knows me, I'm like, no way. I'm not, I'm not watching this shit, right? The the showrunners kind of like explain themselves. They're like, oh, we want to pay homage to the horror movies but we want to do our own story and like Ghostface, that's what they call the mask and scream is so like iconic like we got to do our own thing so we're gonna make our own then i'm like then why did you name it scream why didn't exactly. you <laughs> yeah like name it your own thing um i did like this quote i found though and you'll appreciate this one of the showrunners said um tv has to expand upon the 90 minutes of a movie we've got to find a bigger mystery so that we have things to dig, dig into and then she goes on to say I always compare it to how the Cylons have to be updated for Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Piss on that. Well, the episode that we watched is called Pilot. It was originally called Red Roses. There were no roses in it. 
anywhere or no hint to roses. Actually, the TV series at one point was going to be changed to Hush to avoid a confusion with Scream Queens. I could, and I like Scream Queens because Scream Queen is an original, and I'm going to get really nerdy horror, is an original thing. That's what you would call like the women that were in other scary movies. Like Jamie Lee Curtis was a big Scream Queen. So when they made that, it went along with it. To call something Scream the TV series is kind of like, oh, we're either going to continue this story in a TV series or we're going to take principles of it and put it in here. To just call it that and change the mask and it's not even in Woodsboro. It's in Lakeview or some freaking fictional town. So it's like, it's not the same. And I will call out in here as we go through it, premises that are taken from other horror movies that are not Scream related. So mm-hmm. stick by for yeah, that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a thing about Jason. Oh, oh yeah. If you don't have that. Yeah. I'm sure you do. There's a lot of, oh, I didn't need to look it up, right? Like this is my, this is my shit. So I'm like, every time there was something I was I jotting it down. So you've only like kind of seen Scream, right? So like, what was your take on this going into it? Well, I thought based off the opening scene that it was going to be some sort of tribute piece. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I just thought it was going to be like an updated technology. It's not going to be an analog phone with no caller ID, you know? I, they did that in a few parts, right? It's like, oh, the texts and the viral videos kind of replace, you know, the... The fake YouTube and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just... Even Wes Craven himself, like, originally was kind of into this idea. Um, But then he, like, when they change the mask and stuff, he's even like, "Mm, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he's the man of Scream. So... Well, what did you think about it as the Queen of Scream? (laughs) I literally am. So I've been under protest for a really long time about this. Partially because also when they would do the promos... This is on MTV, right? So you get kind of some of that like MTV attitude and these millennials and the way they talk. And I wasn't down for it. You know, I'm all 90s all the time. So I was like, oh, God, here we go. But it wasn't so bad once I watched the whole pilot. So when I watched it as just a scary mystery to solve, I'm not as I'm okay with it. This is not Scream. Okay, I'm just going to say that. This is a mystery show with some horror gore elements. This is not Scream. So let's just <laughs> let's just put that out there. But the beginning it is. Because it <laughs> When we dive into it, I'll I'll break it down a little bit. But All right. So I'm going to do my normal characters, okay? Okay. I don't recognize a goddamn soul in this <laughs> besides um her name's Carson Young. Carlson. Uh, but- yeah, the main girl. Yep. Uh, she played Jay Quellen in a Key and Peele sketch. Um, <laughs> or her name's Jacqueline, but he kept pronouncing it Jay Quellen. <laughs> That's a great sketch. Um, I met Carlson Young and I met Bex Taylor Klaus, who also gave us a shout out in the video. Um, and she plays Audrey in this, the one that they videotape um, at the very, very beginning. Yeah, um, I didn't know her, but apparently she's on a current TV show that's running, which is cool. Um, and also Bella Thorne is in this and I roll. I hate Bella Thorne. Yeah, I do was, not get it. This was before Bella Thorne was a big pain in the ass. This was like right before, because it's 2015. But now she always does like weird. She was just on The Masked Singer, which was like fine. But um, yeah, she kind of does some weird shit. I don't know. She was in a movie called Duff where she wasn't that bad. But I she just her. went off the deep end of the fucking pool. Exactly. Go right in. No swim. <laughs> no <laughs> little. No, no swim trucks. <laughs> no. What are they called? What floaties? 
Yeah, no floaties, no nothing. <laughs> Water wings. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. apparently in a question and answer on Facebook, a fan asked Bella if she'd be starring in the new Scream series. Uh, she replied, yes, it's true. I will reenact the famous scene of Drew Barrymore in the original series. Yeah. She also tried to make it seem like she was the star of the series leading up to it by posting a ton of pictures of her in the cast and stuff. Yeah. Bitch, you were dead in the first five minutes. And thank God for it. Cause I don't know if I would have oh, lasted. She's whole. a pain in the ass. But you know what the thing is? Um, that was the really interesting thing about scream. Now you got to bring yourself back to 1996 when you were like a zygote, but still, um, when they put Drew Barrymore in that role, you will see Drew Barrymore on all the original cover art and everything because she was the name at the time. So what was so smart about what Scream did was they put her in the beginning and they kill her off. So through the whole thing, you're like, oh, here's the final girl, Drew Barrymore. We all recognize her. She's so big in the 90s. When they killed her off, that's what threw the whole thing for a loop. Scream basically like revamped, like breathed new life into like the horror genre from that one move. So, yeah, so I heard she was offered the lead girl role and she wanted to take the role that she took in order to make the audience feel like anything could happen. Exactly, exactly. So so to try to do something as iconic as that scene is nice. It was not well done. I'm going to explain to you why in a couple of minutes. But um, it, the idea of it is nice. It, it, it wasn't well executed in my in my take on it. All right, the last character I have is Brienne Shu, uh, is the only member of the main cast playing high school kids, actually of high school age. She was 17 when she played Riley. Uh, the rest of the cast were in their early 20s. Okay. Um, I did notice, I think the mom and the cop, it's funny, I don't know if you would know this, she had a part, like just a bit part in 90210, and I think the cop was in Melrose Place, and I always love when they'll do like the millennial like teen shows now, and they'll take like characters from 90s teen shows and like make them the parents, so I kind of appreciate that. We talked about that when we did the Superman show, Small. Exactly, show. exactly. So same same kind of thing, right? Um, that we could watch it together as a family. Right. All right, Corey, let's dive into the live view. All right. Okay, so it starts off with a fake YouTube and a fake Twitter called Chirpster. Yep. <laughs> and a video posted of uh, one of our characters. Uh, we find out just making out with another girl, and that's like a huge deal, apparently. You know, it's high school. It's, God, this is only five years ago, but still it's high school. Like, teenagers are always going to be mean when they can find something to be mean about, right? So right there it's it's doing this millennial take where it's like okay this show's going to be about a serial killer but it's also kind of going to be about like cyberbullying <laughs> right? yeah. like okay yeah and the next thing we get we get into is like bella thorne coming home to a huge mansion of a house yeah. which i mean i guess drew barrymore's house was really nice i mean it was it still is like it's still yeah. hold up as a very nice house pool in the backyard pool in this backyard yep um, and it's turning ridiculous. So she comes in and she starts blaring this weird ass music. She strips off, puts on her bikini, gets ready to go in the hot tub. Yeah, like, this is very. Um, OK, there's a couple of things. The house that you reference. So Drew Barrymore's house. Um, I know you've only seen a few parts of Scream, but the beginning of Scream, a lot of windows. The windows are important in that because that in the original Scream is how. Um, she sees her boyfriend out there. It's why she's always looking around trying to see where the killer's calling from. Well, she had like three sliding glass doors. Exactly. Like so they're trying to do doors. the same yeah. thing. They're trying to do all those windows. But, but hers not- was straight windows, though. Straight yeah. modern architecture. Yeah. 
just no seams, no, no nothing. And it's, and it's not as effective, right? The, the reason the windows are so important in the movie is because the boyfriend's out there or, you know, he's lurking around every corner here. She's getting like text messages. It's not she's getting like, Snapchats. That's what she's getting. <laughs> Those are Snapchats. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Also, with Snapchat, thing. you have to add the person in order for you to get a Snapchat from that. Well, she, person. it's supposed to be from that boyfriend who really somebody probably like took his phone after. Oh, that's true. Off. Yeah, when she thought it was the computer, that computer wasn't even facing in the right angle that the video was taken. Right I from. know. I noticed I was that like, too. I was, like, was that dumb it? bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like what everyone does during teen movies. Like you were like you dumb bimbo. You're doing you're doing it wrong. Well, that's exactly what I wrote down. I said this is typical slasher, right? Hot girl goes in the dark to explore strange noise. Um, if this was the movie, she'd be naked, but it's MTV, so she's got to have the bikini on. I mean, that is that's by the book horror right there. Well, also in the in the movie, she's talking to a guy she doesn't know on the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just continuing continuing a conversation about. Like Halloween, her favorite movie. Yes. It builds something, right? Because when he first, if you think about the movie, when he first calls, it's like, oh, uh, sorry, wrong number. And then it's like, oh, I want to chat. And it's flirty. And then it eventually builds scarier and scarier and scarier. And you realize he's watching her and now he's outside and he killed the boyfriend. Here, it's just like, she thinks she's talking to her boyfriend. They're kind of like sexting a little bit. Um, And then all of a sudden there's a head. And what I assumed to be like a head and shoulders, which was not like. No, wait, wait, wait. We got to pause real quick. Why would she leave her dog in the house if she thought someone was in the house watching her? Oh, she doesn't give a shit about that Pomeranian. (laughs) Why would you do that? I'd pick that thing up like a football and I'd jump over the fence. She's literally an asshole. She goes, oh, this Pomeranian's trained to attack. Her lines are so stupid. That's another thing, too. If you're going to pay... If you're going to give a nod to the original greatness that is Scream, like, could you get a few good writers to really pump that scene up? Give us some suspense, like... Make it longer. Make it longer. That was the other thing, too. Great point. Why wouldn't you make it as... I would have made it. You want to know how I would have done it? I would have made it just as long as the opening sequence of Scream the movie. Yes. And lined it up. Yes. And also, I would have had the scream guy like fake fall over and like just get absolutely punted across the room like he did exactly in the movie, which I hated. I hated that. Oh no! When you it angers me to no end how he's just like trips and falls, (laughs) trips and falls when he could like literally climb up half the house, like the side of the house in ten seconds. Okay. (laughs) Well, I can just tear apart your movie for days. How dare you? Piss me off. (laughs) I will tear you down. But when you watch scream for the first time especially maybe because i was like 11 years old but um i mean it's terrifying right he's going through the house the popcorn's on fire she's hiding outside this bitch dips a toe into the hot water gets a fucking freaky text message a head in the pool and then she's dead five minutes later like there was no suspense wait 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 wait, wait. she calls 911 and it calls pottery barn who has pottery barn programmed into your phone you want to know what's weird last night i had a dream and someone was after me, and I couldn't successfully dial 911. And then we watched the show today, and I was like, what the fuck? Did I have a premonition about this stupid show? <laughs> well, if Scream's your favorite show, I mean... My stomach. Favorite movie. Let's do that. I mean, yeah, favorite movie. Sorry. <laughs> and she tries to type it on the computer. Remember that? That yeah. was so stupid. Yeah. It was the 90s. What were you going to do? You couldn't You couldn't do that on the computer in the 90s? What are you talking about? I bet you I could do it right now. 
you can do it now. You couldn't do it back then. Yeah, probably not. Now I can just scream and Alexa's like, yo, what's up? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's, I mean, just wasn't, um, I don't want to pick on the writers. I really don't. I mean. No, I, they suck. Whatever. They suck. They suck. I, Kevin Williamson wrote Scream and he's like my all-time fave. So obviously I'm like bowing down to him. But this TV series, I'm sorry, whoever did this. Make it smart writing. Let's build something, right? Um, maybe at one point the boyfriend comes in to hand her something she forgot and then he leaves again. Then it kind of like starts getting stuff going. We need suspense. Well, he, here's where I'm saying is you can still get your old Scream audience back. Yes. You don't have to totally rewrite this. We're only, I'm 25. Right. You know, I was back then when this, when this show came out, I was like, what, 24, 25, 26, 26 whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I was yeah. still in your catch range. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I was there. I was on the very early end of Scream. Well, I had older sisters. So obviously yeah. like I was in that ballpark. I had someone in the house that would watch Scream and I could still do it now. Like I still could follow it. Right. All you had to do was do that scene well and you would have had us hooked. And mm. that that was the biggest messed up when this started. It shouldn't have started with a cyberbullying scene either. That, to be honest with you, is like erroneous to me. Yes. Agreed. It doesn't matter. I, it's a B-line. A C-line. B-line storyline. Like she could have just showed up to the party with a girl on her arm. And then that would have done the same thing the video did. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they continue the video in some weird fashion. Why is that girl always taping everything? It's kind of ironic that the girl that's taping everything is the one that got a video taken of her. That's yeah. the only thing I got out of that. Yeah. Um, it felt a little it felt a little disingenuous and a little like voyeuristic. Like I was like, she's walking down the hallways of school with the camera. Now she's filming them in the pool. Like I was like, this is a little much, right? Like you're invited to a party, like put the camera. Like on. even in twenty like no matter what year this was, people would be like, what are you doing? No, it was yeah, exactly. They would be like, like, it's what, like they have smartphones. Yeah. You're not going to carry around a fucking, you don't, you know, it's like someone's dad in the nineties carrying a big <laughs> ass fucking camera. And it was weird because like most people now are kind of self-conscious about pictures and videos because everything is so automatic, right? You can look, if you look shitty. So if someone was filming you as a teenager at a party, you'd be like, Oh my God, let me see that. Like it, that was exactly. Weird. Moving on, we're just gonna we're gonna try to try trudge through this episode as you flip out. Oh. Um, so we find out about the history of this Brandon who. Well, there's a part before this. I gotta stop you for a sec because there's a part. The guy and his girlfriend talking seems like a throwaway scene. Will and Emma talking, but what it's supposed to do is because he says he didn't, he never met up with her last night. His cell phone was in his gym bag, all that. It is supposed to set the boyfriend up as a potential suspect and or a red herring. For you, like in the movie, exactly. So for like anybody that doesn't know, a red herring yeah. is who like the movie or the TV show will like point you in the direction, like oh, it's going to be this person, but it really is just like it's it's not going to be that person, or he could be the killer. So that's yeah. what that small stupid scene is actually supposed to set up. I didn't necessarily think that about him. I thought like he was cheating on her. I didn't think it was actually that. I thought they were trying to set up the new kid more than anybody. He's also, he also may be a red herring. Mm. Mm -hmm. But when he says, oh, the phone, you never came over last night. That's supposed to be the same kind of like, if you watch Scream. When the cell phone fell out of his pocket. Even before then, even before oh. that scene, there's a throwaway line in Scream where it's like, I thought you were, you know, 
Stu was with me last night because there's two killers in the original Scream, right? Stu was with me last night. Was that before or after he sliced and diced? So it's supposed to be like a throwback. What are they out by like a fountain? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which that comes back later too because when they're all having lunch, like at the lunch table, that's also supposed to be a throwback to that scene of them all having lunch together and kind of like discussing. Okay. Okay. I see it. Well, we find out that there was a a previous murderer um, that had killed a couple bullies. Um, guys that had jumped him through that the whole series he was shot he survived did they did they lay it out that he survived or was that supposed to be like a maybe he survived i don't know i took it as he survived there's a couple things that are happening here leading up to this okay so again i'm gonna get very nerdy in this episode i didn't overanalyze this like you did i just did this like it's not overanalyzed it's because i watched so many of these like i wrote these down as it was happening like i'm just super into it but um (laughs) okay plaid shirt guy is supposed to be like the randy right randy and scream explains how horror movies work right and it's it's all this self-referential meta type shit going on you can't do a slasher film as a tv series he literally says that verbatim he's supposed to be like saying like oh but we're doing it here in this tv show so the whole classroom discussion they're having is supposed to be this setup of how this show is going to be a combo of these so then when they get to the part where they're interested introducing brandon and he's like you know the kind of like deformed kid it's kind of almost like a combo of prom night friday the 13th and then like meet scream friday the 13th like jason is you know originally is like deformed that's why he wears the hockey mask and then prom night was was a jamie lee curtis horror movie where it was kind of like something happened back in the you know earlier days and now like this person's coming back for us type thing so all of these Mm -hmm. elements are kind of getting combined into this and those are the scene that's setting up and then you find out okay daisy is the mom of emma that she get this box of tokens and i have a feeling her being a coroner and him being presumed dead somehow play a role in this speaking of jason uh jason of friday the 13th is mentioned during the party scene uh, of brooks house and the original friday the 13th starred kevin bacon in scream 2 kevin is mentioned on the six degrees of kevin bacon his daughter zosie bacon plays audrey uh, Audrey's girlfriend, Rachel. Yep. When she came out, I go, oh, is it Sosie? I know. I recognize her. She's got to look like her father. Yep. Yep. Very good, Joseph. But this whole Brandon storyline, <laughs> I don't know. This is where this is where they lose me because if it ends up, first of all, one of two things, right? I know we're going to go through this. I think this has got to be like Pretty Little Liars. If we're going to watch two seasons of this, there's probably going to be one first killer and then a whole set of things happen and there's another killer later, right? Of course. Yep. If he ends up being the killer, this is very like Valentine with David Boreanaz, if you've ever seen that movie. Uh, he shouldn't be... Scream is not meant for him to be the killer. Scream and the premise of that, it's like the people that are involved with the core group of people. One of them's the killer because they're hiding something or they're a little weird. You know what I'm saying? If he ends up yeah. being the killer, it's ugh, it throws me out of it. <laughs> Uh, we next, Maggie, who is Daisy, gets a package that reads, Emma looks just like you at that age, along with a bloody animal heart. I knew it was going to be a heart in that box. I didn't know it was an animal heart, but I knew it was going to be a heart. Why? <laughs> it was the perfect shaped box for a heart. <laughs> you were like taking out a tape measure, going right up to the TV, like, <laughs> yep. 
Got the heart. Like, That's the one. It's not big enough for a head. <laughs> that would have been cool if it was a head, but I don't want to know whose head it was. That would have been like um, seven with Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. They mention that, speaking of head, they, they mention that Bella Thorne's character is dead. They hardly mention the boyfriend's dead. They don't even mention like, P.S. there was a head in the pool. like <laughs> Or a body somewhere. Yeah, because like I say, it was almost like a head and shoulders. Like someone went to him with like a scythe. And they're like, <laughs> I also don't like that so they didn't weird. hang her up like they did. They probably couldn't because it's TV. <sighs> yeah, I imagine for Better TV you have to reel it in He's a supposed little. to ring her up on yeah. the screen. Even when she got stabbed, I'm coming off like a weirdo. But it wasn't, I was like, oh, she got stabbed. Like, wasn't it? Like, come on, give us something here. We have the party, the big party. They throw like a, a wake shindig if you will for teenagers to drink let's be honest right yeah at like this balling ass house no one's no one has shed a single tear that their classmate has been brutally like murdered and they were all friends and they were friends or friends. i think she was like part of that group too you know yeah oh she was super weird and all they have is a picture of her and a candle outside (laughs) and you could tell it was one of those where someone was in the picture where they're like oh just Crap it off an of instant, throw it yeah. in the <laughs> Weird fucking photo. They probably got it off her real Facebook account. <laughs> They're like, we want this as authentic as possible because we're lazy shitheads. Did you like when they go, when uh, Emma finds out her boyfriend had slept with Nina and she goes, and all oh, that Facebook flirting. I was like, what's Facebook flirting? Yeah, they mentioned Facebook with the right name, but none of the other apps. I thought yeah. that was weird. Gotta protect um, your copyright. What part I didn't like is she hears something in this three-car garage, which after she sees the light flicker, so she goes in. Yep. And then Will goes up to Brooke and, and threatens her and says, like, never come between me and Emma again. I will break you. I was like, what is this fucking rock? Yeah, yeah, well, probably because she's so scammy. Like, I didn't know what that meant. Well, again, this is a twofold This is a twofold scene. One is supposed to show that he's a little shysty. You know, he's obviously, like, she's on his girlfriend, but also he's kind of a creeper and yeah. threatening. But... The garage scene is the throwback to Scream when Tatum, who's played by Rose McGowan, is killed in the garage. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to do these throwback scenes, but they're so... It was they're not well done because I didn't even pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Also, there's no TV dropped on someone's head. I'm disappointed. In <laughs> Maybe that comes At least not yet. You know what? That would never work now because that giant ass tube TV that's dropped on Stu's head. Now it would just be like a shitty flat screen and it just like... Yeah. Off his, head. <laughs> it would go, his head would go straight through it. <laughs> Like, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, hurt. In the garage, did you like how they do like the prototypical like knife sound effects? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, why would you hear like who kind of has this? Like, you always, you always hear a knife in these movies. It doesn't <laughs> always so random. It's it is the thing. And in and continuing with the party in classic teen fashion, you throw those inhibitions to the wind, baby. Toss them. Yeah. And just make out with random dudes when you find out yeah. your boyfriend's she, on you. She walks out there in bare feet, and I was like, oh, they have her in bare feet. Is she getting ready to run? Like, maybe we're going to have an action sequence. And instead, she starts making out with the new guy. I was like, wow, you're recovered quickly from the boyfriend. Fun fact, Drew Barrymore wanted to be barefoot because she hated shoes. And also, in order to make her cry the whole time, uh, Wes Craven just kept telling her stories about animal abuse. Yeah. Yeah, because she's a big animal advocate. Yeah. In that party scene that you mentioned, so they're what they're doing, in addition to just being stupid as teenagers, is oh, that fucking kid, I don't know his name, like the nerdier kid who talks like Eric Foreman from that 70s show. Um, 
he is supposed to be the Randy type character, right? He's the one who knows all about horror movies and he's setting up all these tropes. And like, that's what that all that shit is for. It's not a throwaway scene. It all has some piece and throwback to the original. It's just that it's not. Well, yeah, his name's Noah. So in a couple scenes ahead of time, he's walking down the hallway and yeah. everything he's saying lines up with everything that's happening to him. Exactly. Yep. But then they put him on the dock. Yeah, Noah passes out. They throw him out there. How did he get out there in the first place? I assume they carried his little ass out there and just settled it. No, no, no. I think they like pushed the dock out into the water or something. Oh, yeah. Because it's in the they middle of the water. They him down too rude. Like, oh, God, teenagers are strange creatures, aren't they? That's yeah. another thing I, I don't like about this. They just have no, like, everything makes sense. Yeah, there's so much bullying. And there's this under, they're trying to do like almost like a PSA for bullying, like built into a horror TV show. And I'm like, come on, like, stop it. One thing I hated, Kieran dives in, saves Noah. He takes Emma home and he's completely dry. Naturally. What the fucking hair? What did he what? have go and use the hair dryer? Yes. <laughs> this is the continuation so shit. In the lake, though, when he falls in, that's also kind of supposed to be reminiscent of Friday the 13th because in the original, before Jason was the killer, when it was Mrs. Voorhees, it's supposed to be that Jason drowned in the lake. So when he's like struggling down there, it's supposed to be like, oh my God, is somebody in the lake with him? Like, yeah. yeah, I knew that. The opening scene, too. I was like, that's the very opening scene from one of the Friday the 13th. Yeah, in the, in the mysterious voice. <laughs> We find out next that Kieran's dad is a sheriff. But wasn't he the new guy in town? Oh, I guess he came to live with him, right? Oh, yeah. He's living with his actual dad because his stepdad and his mother died. And his he said, I'd rather live with my regular dad. And we we get the sense that Kieran's dad, the sheriff, has a past with Emma's with Emma's mom. Or a future. Like, I feel like they're, you know, they're trying to work. Oh, out of course. It's going to get weird hours. with them two dating and then the other two. You know, it's going to get weird. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Emma herself is going to be what they call final girl. You know what final girl is? No. What is it? Okay. So final girl is another term in the horror realm where it's literally the girl who makes it to the end. It's the girl who lives basically. She's the heroine in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Usually they're a virgin. So that could be why her boyfriend's up with Nina. Like, you, you know what I mean? There's all those things that go along with it. She's the most pure. Yeah. But she, she can appear to be a goody two shoes, but she has to have this undertone of like, being able to fight exactly so she's going to be they have now set her up to be final girl so again she's going to make it all the way to the end of what we watch here oh yeah of course you you could kind of tell she's your main character she's who we're going to follow through this whole thing everything surrounds her yes yeah joe i don't know if this is going to bother you like it bothered me but gag me on the voice that called emma on the phone it sounded like a prepubescent Little fucker. If you <laughs> if you think about the voice of the guy who voiced um, Scream, because in the movie, right, it's supposed to be a voice changer. But really, it's this guy named Roger Jackson who's got this really, like, harrowing voice. That's why it's so scary on the other end. Whoever called Emma was some, like, prepubescent killer. It was... I couldn't stand who called her. It wasn't scary. It was fucking... I was like, I thought it was going to be a joke. The voice is always so big. Like, Saw, that shit just gets ingrained in your head. Like, what a play game. Like, all that shit. It should have been, like... Have you ever seen Phone Booth? Yeah, I don't remember the voice, though. It's Kiefer Sutherland. Is it? Yes. And it's so... It's so straightforward. And it's so... 
you know, that's how you do a scary voice or, you know, kind of one that's building suspense on the other end. Whoever the fuck called her? Suddenly he just got his balls grabbed. It, it was terrible. Who was the main <laughs> guy in? Colin Farrell. That's why. That's why yep. it was so subpar to me. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't a, wasn't a great movie, but it was um interesting. But that's what I mean. Like when you do when your whole thing is based on a voice, okay? Scream is based on a voice. That's why they didn't have Ski Ulrich or Matthew Lillard do it, right? They had one guy dedicated to being the voice. <laughs> Matthew Lillard would have been like, "Hey, Scoob, why am I wearing I love him. Oh, I love Matt Lillard. He was in Summer Catch. Oh, he's my. We'll get, we'll Which, get being from Massachusetts, if you're not a fan of Summer Catch, something's wrong with you. You're a nobody. Yeah. It has, it's the perfect 90s movie. It's a baseball movie. It's yeah. about Cape Cod. <sighs> I've mentioned it before, how I got a poster to literally meet Freddie Prince and Matthew Lillard, and neither of them showed up to the Comic-Con. So I just had this fucking huge poster. Well, I've met them both, and they're lovely. We'll get to that. But that's what I mean. That you, uh, When they did the voice... It wasn't so just be like a voice changer. It's supposed to be a very interesting voice. And when it, when a voice drives a movie like the like f- f- phone booth or scream, it's it's going to carry the story. This fucking person that called Emma, I thought was going to be a joke. I expected someone to step out from the bushes and it'd be one of those dorks that she went to high school with. I was like, yep. this is the voice of the killer? Like, oh, get out of here. It wasn't, it just didn't strike me. It, obviously, being on MTV, there's probably certain parameters and certain things you have to go around. But overall, this first episode didn't, I'm not going to think about it before I go to sleep tonight. I probably will because what they did at the end. No, well, they, I mean, I have some things here, right? They did four things at the end where they try to set up some different things. Okay. So you'll notice Audrey um, played by Bex. She is in her room. She takes off a picture and under it is revealed a picture of Brandon, the guy that they're talking about from the eighties. Okay. Yep. So then you have the, that jerk that they go to high school with. I don't even know his name. He's got the jerk off material of Nina on his computer. Okay. So there's his weird thing. He's just trying to get a little webcam action. Yeah. He's a little, (laughs) just kidding. All right. (laughs) You dick. Um, But then they have Noah, the nerdy, you know, film guy. All of a sudden there's a smear of blood on his forehead. So it's supposed to be like, well, these three who we haven't suspected up to this point, you know, really, we've only suspected the boyfriend and maybe the new guy, maybe that weird teacher. Um, now we've set these three up as like now their potential suspects. So that's what it's always supposed to be. Right. It's and there's a great scene in Scream, the movie where Randy's in the video store and he's like, everybody's a suspect. And that's basically what this is trying to do. Everybody is a suspect. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's where we end on this. And that's why my wheels are going to be turning all night. All right. So our body count through the first episode is three. Mm-hmm. However, one survived being Brandon, Tyler O'Neill decapitated off screen. Of course. Yeah. Nina backslash and throat slit. Yeah. Not bad for a first episode. No, not bad. Um, I'm glad they haven't killed off any of the core group yet. I think we need them. Um, if you lose too many people up front, then you got you're depending on three people to carry through the story. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know how long they wanted it to go on. Apparently they wanted it to go three seasons. Yeah. So you gotta think they can't kill off someone that early. Exactly. You gotta learn you gotta emotionally invest in the characters, just like Noah was saying, in order for you to feel something when they get killed. Right. Overall I see the potential in this, more potential than I originally anticipated. 
I'm not in love with the acting in this. I think the females did a fair job. The male characters all left something to be desired to me. Um, they each want to be an original Scream character. Okay, Will, you know, he's going to be Billy, Skeet Ulrich. But he doesn't have that same brooding that he had, that same like... No, because Skeet also had, he was like dark and like... Yes. He, he brought like a physical torment. Exactly. as well as an emotional torment exactly. you know what i mean and kieran doesn't have that i i envision kieran as as skeet ulrich right because he's the one that talked about like the poetry and the writing and right. like this dark twisted soul you know death in the family he doesn't even bring it no that's the thing they're not matching up to who they're supposed to be right even if you think about noah noah's supposed to be randy well, Randy's got this really boyish charm, this really goofiness, this really over-the-top quality. Jamie Kennedy, you know, he's very over-the-top. Noah doesn't even bring that to me. He's more Eric Foreman from that 70s show. And then mm -hmm. even, you know, that stupid friend there, the one that's jerking off at the end, he's certainly no Stu, Matthew Lillard. Like, there's no edginess to these guys. They're such cookie-cutter displays of what millennial teenagers are supposed to be. There's yeah, they watched... They they watched the wrong stuff to prep for this role. They yes. watched like it, obviously it came out later, but they were like they went for like CW. People. Yes, and it was so wrong. Very CW. You're supposed to. I would have just watched the original, find out who my character was most like, and then spent my time trying to act like that person. Trying to be like that person. I understand they wanted to separate themselves from that person, but then again, you have to come from the same. Yeah, you have to be cut from the same cloth. It's not. You don't have to. I, I don't want anybody to to copy anybody else, right? But you have yeah, to kind of exactly. Mm -hmm. There's nothing goofy or weird or even kind of like a little depressed about these guys. These guys are very one dimensional. Yeah, like Jamie Kennedy is like is actually naturally funny in screen. Exactly, because they just let him like cut loose as a person when they right. want to go film. That was like part of it. Stu too, Matthew Lillard. He he yeah. outlived like half his lines. Yeah, but also he he was like really fucking creepy at the end. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you can be like, wow, oh, I can see that. You know what I mean? Exactly. It was the eyes. It's his eyes that really did it. He like act. He could just act with his eyes at the and end. And even, you know, I have to bring something back here about the way the ghost face here. Okay. If you think about Scream, ghost face in the movie is actually called Father Death. Um, the costume is the when they show the package of the costume because it's supposed to be the father in Scream is supposed to be the red herring. So it's supposed to be like. Your well, do you know why? They didn't own the rights to the mask. Yes. But also, here's the thing. If you're you're right, they didn't. And I think they do bring it back for season three. But the thing with that they didn't think about was when you have screamed the movie, these are teenagers. They went to the costume store, they grabbed a fucking scary outfit, and they used that to go cut up people. This is like, oh, some some weird looking post-surgical mask and like that's not this realm. This is a teenager slasher flick. A teenager is going to go to the costume store, grab a fucking costume, and be on his way. Well, Hello. do you think it's one of the teenagers, or do you think maybe this Brandon person is real? Okay. Let's get to prediction. Prediction time. <sighs> you know, it's... I want it to be one of the teenagers that would make this scream. Okay. One of these teenagers, somebody who's been hurt in the past or they had some kind of secret vendetta or whatever. If it ends up being this Brandon, that's Friday the 13th. That's not scream. Okay. It could be him. I don't know. Um, what I do think is that there's going to be not two killers working together, but two killers that are spread out. Just like pretty little liars, as I said, had a few A's, right? Cause you can't carry on, you know, a bunch of seasons with one A. 
So you can't carry it on with one killer. So, you know, towards the end of the first season, I imagine one killer is revealed, whoever the fuck it is. Second season, same. Also, I'm worried that second season at the end is going to leave on a cliffhanger because they wanted a season three and then they rebooted it. So we don't actually finish the story. I agree with that because I think uh, from my understanding, season three was supposed to be the original teen crew. So something had to carry on with that. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that as well. That's going to really drive me crazy. I will, uh, I will say after we watch the series finale or the, you know, the first part of the anthology series, um, I will probably go back and watch season one because I do want to know who the original killer is. I, as much as I don't like this acting, as much as I have stomped my feet about their show for five years, it did also bring me into the. I love mystery. I'm, I love horror, so I do kind of want to see who done it. Who done did this? Who done did it? All right, my prediction time. Mine's deep. You ready for this? Oh, God, I'm so ready. It's one of two scenarios. The big overarching killer. You know how there's like a killer and then there's like a person that helps the person. I am with you. The sheriff. Okay. And it's going to be either Kieran is the helper or he's the hero and have to face off against his dad or he's complicit with his dad because his they never said how his stepfather and mother died. He's going to live with the sheriff who knows the backstory of Emma. If this person has like mental issue, it could be passed down from the sheriff to Kieran. So that's where I'm getting. I'm like really diving deep into that. Oh, I'm I'm into that. But also, I think Noah has something to do with it. Is he supposed to be like he's seen all these horror movies and now he's finally cracked up? You know? Yeah, because he's supposed to be the super smart dude, right? But secretly, he has a chip on his shoulder because he's so smart and that his character is like self-destructive. You know, he was just talking to this girl and like she was so excited. And he was like freaking out that she was so excited. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's kind of a loner. He's kind of an outcast. He's going to have that chip on his shoulder. They bully him, obviously. And that's going to be, could be part of like revenge. It could be part Lex Luthor vibe. Like he has everything. So what's left to take them, take everything from everyone, you know? Everyone kind of has an angle, but those are my two big ones. I think that your predictions are good, and I think they could work out well, and I think they could be intriguing. Something that was interesting when Scream came out, because, like, again, now it's been done to death. But back then, it was smart. And what they did was they spent the whole movie making you think it was Billy the boyfriend and then disproving why it was Billy the boyfriend. And then it was him. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like it was like this back and forth thing. And it always kept you guessing. Now they could take a similar path to that. And I think they need to do it and they need to do it in a smart way. Take three characters, which they did in the end, make them all seem like they have some kind of weird motivation, which they yeah, did. definitely one of those killings is going to get caught on video with a girl, with the camera. Exactly. With technology built into this, going to try to take that part of it, too. Right. Yep. I have met um, Bex and Carlson, who were both in this show, but more so I have met most of the main cast of Scream. I'm still waiting to meet two of them. Um, So I will post a few pictures on our social media just for funsies. And then we're going to come back and we're going to do the series finale of season two. Because again, partway through the run of this, they decided to make an anthology series. They decided to do a soft reboot. So we kind of had to make accommodations for that. Yeah. We want to finish the story for you guys. I I can't watch an end of a new 
it, it would be like watching American Horror Story the first season <laughs> and like watching the end of the circus one and be like, how the fuck is this relate? These that are even the same characters. That would be amazing though. Imagine someone like be like they didn't know and been like, oh well, why are all these characters different? Where is everyone? It would be so funny if you watched American Horror Story and didn't know it was an anthology because they use the same actor. So you're like, wow, this guy's yeah. really changed over time. Guy's alive. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Come back Thursday. We'll be here. Talking more scream. What's your favorite scary movie?